but Star Wars. Three dudes talking Star Wars. It's just their thing. Star Wars. Just talking Star Wars. From episode one wars. And everything else. And hey, how about Jar Jar Binks? Forget about old boss Nass. We'll cover some cool creatures too. Like Jawas and Twi'leks and those nasty uts. Star Wars. We're talking about Star Wars. Join us for some fun wars. Let us begin. It is episode 30, the final one for season one here on Pod Racers, the Star Wars podcast. You've got Alan, you've got Damon, and you've got Matt. Good morning, boys. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not, not too bad. Too bad. It is, well, we're, Christmas is over and done with. So time to figure out what 2021 is going to look like. Um, Probably the same. <laughs> I guess, eh? For the for the time being, anyway. September when we all get vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, it's good. I I hope you guys had a good holiday so far. Have you guys had time off? I know Matt, you are. Yeah, I have, but I feel like I haven't had any time off because I've been more. No, I did same same boat. I kind of only been off for a couple of days, and yesterday I spent most of it sleeping because I was so tired from everything else. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yeah. No, just with hanging out with our family here and just chilling and having it, it feels fun. weird that it's sunday it kind of does eh yeah, yeah I'm already it's on halfway through my my two-week vacation it feels like i know i, I was finished up at my school like three days ago somehow I, yeah i feel, I feel that way too like oh man i gotta go back to work in a week <laughs> i don't even yeah. think about Oof, that indeed. let's not let's not get into it anyway let's get into star wars we got a lot of great stuff to talk about Final four episodes of The Clone Wars Season 7. In my opinion, the best two hours of Star Wars content that you're going to get. Like, Yeah, that's pretty good. The storytelling is outrageous. Outrageous. And it's all Ahsoka Central. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty exciting if you're an Ahsoka fan. Uh, but before yeah. we get to that, we got some Star Wars news for you. I don't know what you... Do you guys have anything? Not news-wise, no. Okay, I do have a few things. Um, it's more in, rumor and innuendo, but whatever. Um, we've we've finished up with The Mandalorian Season 2. A lot of questions still remain as far as Grogu, Baby Yoda, the child, whatever you want to call him, um, are concerned in how he survived Order 66. Because we don't see him in the actual Clone Wars TV show, and we shouldn't. We, there's no need for us to see him. But yeah. um, apparently, according to WeGotThisDiscovered.com, so take it for what it's worth, apparently Mace Windu was the one who saved Grogu from the temple, which would be interesting because that would mean he survived the attack on Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And of course, the the oncoming um, force lightning barrage he took, the loss of hand from Anakin, which actually wouldn't be that big of a deal. No, not really. Right? Because 
it's cauterized as soon as it's cut off. So you're not, you don't have to worry about that. It just hurts and you're missing a hand. But, uh, if, if Mace Windu saved Grogu, it would mean that canically he would be alive still. Yeah. I don't like that just because I don't it would mean Mace shows up at the Jedi temple fucking burnt without a hand <laughs> and he doesn't warn them that someone's coming for them. And he only saves one youngling. Well, what like could that, be happening in that in that regard is he he gets to the temple it's just surrounded by clone troopers and he has to infiltrate the temple in order to find Grogu. I could see that one. Maybe. That would that would have to be the only way it happens. But he had a head start to getting down the the tower there from Anakin. <laughs> totally. You know, yeah, he, he like he could have been shot there. off in the direction. Yeah, he could beat everybody. Grogu get the the legion there too of stormtroopers to come with them or clone yeah. troopers yeah like now, a five minute start yeah oh way more than that he would have been way ahead of them at least yeah <laughs> um also fun little tease from disney the party is only beginning happy birthday samuel l jackson is that kind of like is is he coming back or are they doing that i know oh yeah and- he's, he's back he's gonna be he's in he's confirmed for the new uh the next marvel Captain yeah. Captain Marvel two. See, I okay. think um, this was yeah, more. See, as far as that, all the TV Marvel. shows in some capacity, they just haven't said what. Now, see, I I agree with that as far as that's going, but that's not a surprise to me. What made this interesting is it was a f- picture of Mace Windu, not a picture of Samuel L. Jackson. Really? Yes. So well, to that's me, an, that's important detail. Not to, to delete. Th- that is what I'm like. That's what I'm looking at when I see that. It's not a picture of just Samuel L. Jackson. It's Mace Remember, Windu. And in classic film uh, rules, if you don't, if see, you him don't die, see him die, he didn't die. Dude is yeah. still alive. Yeah. So like that's just really interesting. If the Emperor um, is also falling down a, a, a electrified shaft, <laughs> then Mace can be survive can survive being thrown out a window. Do you yeah, know, we were talking I, about this earlier, and it seems like only the people that are dark side users get to get to do mm. that, right? It's like um, the Emperor, Anakin, Anakin, and, and, uh, and Maul. Maul, yeah, right, because they use their hate or whatever to survive. Whereas the light side users, they're kind of like, well, this is the will of the Force. I'll become one with the cosmic force. This is the way it should be, and then they die. So yeah, exactly. If Mace doesn't do that, then does he go dark side? I would love to see dark side Mace. Actually, you know what yeah. I would love to see is Mace and Anakin duel in the Jedi Temple for the Grogu. That would be. I would like to see Mace come back. He's got a metal hand. He's he thinks he's doing right, but he's clearly on that wrong path. Mm-hmm. Right, Mace Windu. M- like second in command of the Jedi Order, has fallen to the dark side, or he's or he's like got a draw on the dark side to store the light somehow. Like he's got some it's kind of something. twisted, some kind of twisted view of Thinking, how. He yes, yeah. yes, that's what I want to see. If that is going to be anything, yeah, because like his like his move to execute the Emperor in the in the, the Emperor's office there is completely. Well, that would be completely out of left field to the Republic because, like, they don't. Well, and know. also to the Jedi. Yeah, because like the public, they're gonna be like, "Well, why'd you kill the, uh, the Chancellor?" And he'd be like, "Well, he's a Sith," and they'll be like, "What the f is a Sith?" <laughs> right? Because they don't know. 
nobody knows what Sith are. Even the Jedi don't even know what the Sith are, really, because it's wow, been the fact for so long. The fact that they can't pinpoint who the Sith Lord is yeah, tells you like, all you need to know. It's like, oh, so he's religious? You killed him for his religion? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, there would be a lot of really good ways that like Mace looks like the bad guy. Then let's be real. When we get into the Clone Wars talk, we're gonna we're gonna see some dickish moves by Mace Windu anyway. So yeah, maybe we'll see some of that in the Bad Batch. Who knows? I yeah, that'd be see. Maybe that's where he comes back, Bad Batch style. Maybe I, the I, Bad Batch are sti- are sicked on Mace. Maybe. They have to go. They have to find him. Maybe I I don't think Mace saved Grogu. I really no, don't. I don't either. I wonder if that's something we'll ever actually find out. I think we will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fan yeah, theory, another one. Show might do it with the flashback. That would be my guess. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Honestly, I feel like if they want to like make Darth Vader not to be such a bad guy, I would think the flashback should be Anakin sparing Grogu. See, here's the thing. I think I think a lot of people already think Vader isn't that bad of a guy. No, I don't think he is already. Right? Like Vader, they, they went and like we talked about this off air that. Vader is a very sympathetic character. Like when we first introduced him, he's like, you hate him. He's dark. He's evil. Like everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then as the movies go on, you get a little more. Okay. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's okay. Oh, he's the daddy. Okay. That's interesting. And then in episode six, you're like, okay, he. He's I feel bad for him. Like you could see. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, right? Where he's the hate is no longer necessarily there, keeping him alive. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, that's why Darth Vader dies. It's not because Luke chopped off his hand or he got fried up a little bit by Palpatine. I think it's because he's let go of the hate. And it was what was keeping him alive. Yeah, that's part of it for sure. Anyway, um, another fan theory, R2 maybe was the one that saved him. Um the only problem with that is he would have been with Anakin. Not necessarily. Anakin I mean, to the chancellor's office alone. Yeah, but R two. Here's the thing. R two went to. Oh no! Yeah, I guess this could have happened afterwards. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. He went to the. Yeah, but he would have been with him in his shuttle, don't you think? Or did is? Are you talking about when he left the temple? Uh so like when. Like, R2's not with Anakin when he goes to talk to the Chancellor, and then the Chancellor oh. says, use my power, I beg of you, right? And reveals himself as Darth Sidious to Anakin. Yeah. R2's not with him then. He pretty much immediately runs to Windu and tells him, and then Windu's like, oh, if you were telling me the truth, then you'll have gained my trust, Skywalker. And then that's he, all it took for him to gain his trust. And he runs back to, uh, well, then he goes and sits in the, the temple, or the, the, the council chambers, and meditates, realizes... Out go to the Emperor's side, or Palpatine's side, runs over there. R2 is not with him for any of that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so maybe R2 could have saved him. Um, Another from WeGotThisDiscovered.com So again, take it for what it's worth. Disney is looking at having Sebastian Stan play a younger Luke with permission from Luke Hamill. Or from Mark Hamill. Luke Hamill. <laughs> from Mark Hamill. Are we getting a Jedi show? Maybe. That'll be interesting. You want to have Luke Skywalker in a TV series or is Luke movie? As far like this might sound like a weird thing. I would rather see a Jedi show animated. 
than live action person. Are you? Game. I don't want to go that, go down that uncanny valley with the weird Luke face again. No, no. Yeah. See, it, but that's the thing. If if Sebastian Stan is brought in to play younger Luke, you're not getting weird. I don't think they're ever going to do that again. I think that was a one off to pay homage to Mark Hamill and to give him what's the word that Luke Skywalker deserved. Maybe yes, yes. Like Luke didn't deserve to go out the way he did in the sequel trilogy. So Dave Filoni and John Favreau went out of their way to make sure that Mark Hamill was given the right send off for Luke by having him come back and voice and younger face technology Luke on the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And and to me, I think that's the only reason why they did it. I don't I don't think it's gonna be we're not gonna see weird face Luke anymore in any other TV show or anything like this. I think if they're going to do some sort of Jedi show and Luke Skywalker is a part of it, I think it's going to be somebody else. Because it would make no sense to bring Mark Hamill just for that. No, unless he was an old Luke. Yeah, unless he was an old Luke telling a story. Yeah. And doing flashbacks that way. That's yeah. the only way you bring Mark Hamill back. Yeah, but I still think like a TV show is not going to have the right production values to do Jedi, I guess, moves and action. I, I agree with that because I thought the Mandalorian stuff, is, as awesome as it was, kind of looked a little off here and there. Well, when they, you mean when they have Luke? Yeah. Show? Well, yeah. he just. He wasn't even really doing a lot of the Jedi stuff, right? No, like, he wasn't. He was just so powerful. He jumped. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like having like flip jumps and other f- crazy force powers. I think maybe you could do that with a like a movie budget of like 250 million. But like on a TV show where you don't have the money and resources to put all that into it, I don't yeah. think make the Jedi look right. So like that's why I would like a, an animated show because it's a lot cheaper and they can make they don't have any of those restrictions. That's just my personal opinion. I'm I know sure I, I see what you're saying. Jedi would be cool, but they got to be done right. That's the thing. Otherwise, look a little weird. And I mentioned this last week. There's a scene where Luke force pushes like some debris or whatever in the hangar against one of the dark troopers, and it just looked off and weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't have those production values. No, even when Luke pulls the dark trooper towards him and he slashes him with his saber. It looked a little off. Even even Luke's lightsaber looked off a little bit. Yeah, and even and then when Gideon and Mando are fighting in the hall, like there's not enough, like of the the misses, the follow throughs don't slash through the walls. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, um, like that's a lot of money to animate and make it yep. look proper. So For like sure. they could definitely do that on a TV show, like we see on the shows, like the new Clone Wars, like when people miss with the lightsaber and they're close to a wall, like they leave hot little gashes in the wall, right? Well, Gideon I mean, is up against Mando's spear. Did that a little bit, but that wasn't like from what from what we saw in the final episodes for Clone Wars, the fight between Ahsoka and Maul. Yeah, like that is outstanding. Oh yeah, and like when Maul gets blown through the window, or is it Ahsoka? It's, and like she has her sides, and then yeah. you just see like the outline of the lightsabers as they cut through the. the it was so well done. So yeah. well done. We'll get into that. We will. Um. Now, according to Fandom Wire, apparently there is a Luke Skywalker show in the early stages of development. And you would gotta think that Stan would be the go-to to play Luke in this. It would be hilarious if he just refused. Like, I don't want to play Luke Skywalker. 
<laughs> not only that, I mean, he does have a TV show already. I mean, yeah, but he's already said like to work. But he he's already also committed to to the movies. He's committed <laughs> like. There's only so much Sebastian. I don't think around. I, I mean, the guy's got it. He's still got to film his like Marvel one shots and, and movies. It's, I don't think he's bad. doing movies anymore, though. Is he? No, no. He, yeah, Winter Soldier is still a major part of the films. He's still. You think Avengers. so? Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't think the they're TV going the whole new Avengers? No, no. They're still going to stick around with like Falcon. Will be like I mean, if you read the comic book, spoiler: Falcon leads the new Avengers. And Winter Soldier it leads the West Coast Avengers. Yeah, but heels, they're not gonna go that route because no nobody You think so? They're gonna Absolutely. go with the they're gonna go with charismatic people. The, the TV shows are, are simply oh, set yeah. up in the movies. For sure. I, I just I, can't see I'm not as into Marvel universe, I guess. I like I've watched all the movies. But I feel like they could easily write him out if Luke Skywalker becomes so much bigger. Like oh, and Luke, Luke would be way bigger. Luke is way bigger than the Winter Soldier. Yeah, personally, I feel like if I was Sebastian Stan, it's like, do you want to play Luke Skywalker, one of the most famous heroes in all of cinematic? Fandom? Yeah. It's kind yeah, of like, one well, of those yeah, toxic fan stuff. bases that'll dissect everything you do in the role. <laughs> yes, but from another point of view, you could say, well, if I do a good job, which, you know, clearly Mandalorian has shown that they're going to use good writing. Yeah, and this it's going to be a, that'll be a John Favreau baby. Yeah. Like he's on Easy Street for the rest of his life, right? So, like fifty years from now, he is the new Mark Hamill, right? Yeah. So I would do that if I was him. I would say, yeah, okay. Yeah, if it's fixed up and you want me more, like I'm going to have to reduce my workload here because I can't just work like ten months of the year straight. Yeah. Filming. Like every other human being. <laughs> yeah. I can't work a normal job. Yeah, I don't know. He's got to do I, all the training. You know, there's see, a lot of other things in it too, right? Here's exactly. the thing. For him to be in Winter Soldier shape, <laughs> like, yeah. and then have to get into like Luke shape. and Yeah, Luke's I mean, not jacked. Yeah. yeah, but Winter Soldier shape, like Luke isn't running around with a shirt off anyway, right? So it's No, but I'm saying the Winter Soldier, like Keo just said, the Winter Soldier is jacked. Luke is not. Luke is a scrawny little pencil boy. I know that, but as he's older, he's like he. Luke's only 19 in the movies, right? I guess as he gets first one into yeah. into Empire Strikes Back, or not even like into Return of the Jedi, he's what 23, yeah, 25 or something. I don't know, something like that. So it's not, eh, it's like I think you could get away with him being jacked and having a shirt on and just looking oh, yeah, kind of bigger. His robes, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But I, I like here's the thing. Sebastian Stan has already said I, he would love to play Luke. Oh, okay, well, good. So, like, if they if they come to him and they say we got a Jedi show that we're doing, we want you as Luke. Thoughts on that? He'd probably like to me. You don't turn down that. I don't know how you do. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I'll turn it down because I want to be in a show, The Winter Soldier and Falcon. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. Eh? You 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 can love those characters as much as you want. You're not turning down Luke Skywalker for Winter Soldier and, and... Oh, I don't think you'd turn it down for that reason. I think you'd just be like, Ugh, do I really want to commit to another character for like the next 30 years of my life and not branch? A lot of actors do that, right? Like, they just don't want to commit to anything. Yeah, but yeah. You know, I, they... I find it's different nowadays as opposed to back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, I, I get the it's guaranteed work. Don't get me wrong. But, but I'm not even sure it's guaranteed work kind of thing. Like, yeah, obviously that's a big draw. But at the same time, like, 
you get to cement your status as an all-time great by taking on a role like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the opportunity of a lifetime, for sure. Big time. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's jump into the holiday special. That's that's all I've got for news, unless you guys have anything else. Nope, uh, nothing for me. Holiday special. Um, it came out on the, what was it, the 20... Middle of November. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact date. It, it happened. It dropped on the same day that the original Star Wars special happened, mm-hmm. which would have made it 42 years to the day, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot of notes on the holiday special because I don't know if it's canon or not. It's definitely not canon. It can't possibly be, right? Like, okay. it's just got to be a fun little one-off. Here's some fun holiday spice for you. Mm-hmm. Um. Basically, Ray is trying to figure out how she can train Finn, who is now training to be a Jedi, which yeah, so that solidifies him being a Jedi if it is canon. Yeah. Um she can't get it right. She doesn't understand what she's missing as far as an ingredient into being his teacher. So she she travels, she she reads the Jedi text uh, texts and they tell her to go to this uh, planet where there is a temple. And that uh, she will find what she needs there. So she goes to the planet Kordoku. Um, and she finds a key that basically sends her th- to the world between worlds, I guess, kind of. Explain it, but... It just, it's like a portal between... It's like a time travel portal. Yeah, it's weird. To me, it gets too goofy in the time travel. Yeah, but this is kind of like what Lego's... It is, it is Lego. Yeah, you're right. It and is it, Lego. I, I, yeah, I felt yeah, like this is where you got to you got to do this disclaimer. Fan service movie. This is Lego. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's for kids. This is for happy, happy, joy, joy kind of thing, with some Star Wars tossed in there. Um, basically, her first time she goes back in time, she goes to see Luke and Yoda training on Dagobah. Luke. So fun little scene there. Then she ba- bounces back and forth through time to see other Jedi masters and their apprentice. She gets to see Obi Wan and Qui Gon. On the um, separatist ship. Oh, yeah, the... they're just like all the movie nods now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought it was and good. She even gets to see Palpatine with Vader. Vader's trying to be the ultimate apprentice, gives Palpatine a uh, uh, you're the best emperor gift no. for, for life day, <laughs> which yeah. is hilarious. And the emperor just tosses it away. <laughs> yeah. What an asshole Palpatine is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Basically, you find out that the thing Ray is missing as a teacher is actually being connected to her student. And Keo, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Definitely. If there I you want go. to make my students uh, pay more attention or do a better job, I make the teaching relevant to their interests. Man, I wish I had teachers that, like you in school. That I have to learn and understand who they are and what they like. There you go. There you go. Um, a bunch of characters are kind of bottled up and hurtled onto Tatooine, where young Luke is drinking blue milk. Nice little touch. And then Kylo Ren is brought in through the portal. He is to be Palpatine's new apprentice. But uh, both he and Ren want to rule the galaxy, so that's not going to work out well. Ren's already plotting his destruction, which is kind of funny. Ray's friends continue to prepare for Life Day. They're all having a celebration. I think they're on Kashyyyk. Yeah. 
yeah. waiting for Chewbacca's family to arrive or something. Yeah, yeah. And they're all on they're all on the um, Millennium Falcon, which is hilarious because if you've seen the original Star Wars uh, Life Day special or whatever the holiday special, same thing. Same che- concept. Yeah, Chewbacca's family is coming. <laughs> okay. Except- no, no, it was the opposite. It was Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Were, Chewbacca's family was waiting for Chewbacca. Oh, was that it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. You're not missing much. I kind of want to see it again. <laughs> we should review that one for next year. <laughs> oh, God. You want to see Princess Leia high on cocaine? <laughs> we got the show for you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Ray is then trapped back at the temple on Kardoku. Uh, Vader finds the key and escapes with it, taking it to Palpatine. Um, but Yoda comes in a vision to tell her there is another way. And and by that, I mean, I guess, to get through to where she needs to go. I, I kind of didn't follow it that closely. She uses the Force to summon more crystals that are around the temple, which brings her back to Death Star 2. Mm-hmm. Um, they fight, like, I guess, her and that Luke on Death Star 2 against Vader, Ren, and Palpatine. Um, they win, I guess. Everyone who was brought forward or back through time has returned to their original time frame, and Rey makes it back to the Millennium Falcon to celebrate Life Day with her friends, and Yoda finishes it off by saying that Life Day is a time for family and wishes all of us a happy Life Day. Mm-hmm. That's basically about it. Yeah, I, I really liked, um, I don't know, I thought it was a big, huge fan service. I loved having the three exactly. Obi-Wans say hello there to one another. I thought that was... Yeah, I knew that. That was pretty kind of... That was pretty funny. Yeah, but, and having, like, the not-known Luke get tossed into a world with Darth Vader and Kylo and... Yeah. And, and sure Luke in the Emperor's throne room. Yeah, I just... I liked a lot of the nods. I, I, I don't know, like, what kind of input anybody else in Star Wars had. Um... But I, I really wonder if they're going to like gauge the fan reaction for this world between worlds kind of thing that they did in the in this holiday special. That kind of seems like what they're doing there, eh? Yeah, because it really did seem like they were going through the world between worlds, you know. And, and it was really cool to see all of, you know, them just popping up in all the the scenes in the movie, like on. You know, Anakin and Obi-Wan, Anakin's about to see Padme for the first time in Attack yeah. of the Clones. And then, you know, you got Obi-Wan and Anakin dueling on Mustafar at the end of Revenge of the Sith. and Lots of fan service like that. Definitely um, use the world between worlds in a, in, a, in a better way in a future Star Wars product. To, Ahsoka to Tano. Alter alter the outcomes of the sequel trilogy so we can stop going on our sequel trilogy rants that we go on once to four times per show. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> but it's funny every single time. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it. you could be right. It could be gauging the interest of the world between worlds and how that is going. I think when we cover Rebels next season, I think getting into that and talking about that more will be that much more influential into what is going on especially with what we've seen from the logo for the ahsoka show how it it very much looks like the world between worlds in the background there so is is that going to be 
Yeah, is that going to be where Ahsoka is kind of cleaning up the timeline? Mm-hmm. Who knows? It'll Who be know. something to keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I got on that. Anything else for that, you guys? Uh, no, not really. I just oh, uh, liked... It's a little fun Christmas episode just to tie people yeah. over. Yeah, it's yeah. only like 45 minutes long. I thought it was good. It was lots of good nods. It made me happy to watch it. It was just fun. That's it. It's silly and for kids. I'm like, yeah, but that's exactly what the Lego movies are. And it was just entertaining, I thought. Yeah, if you're looking for Star Wars lore out of that, don't. No, for sure. Just like, just have fun with it. Dueling. You got Kylo doing Vader, dueling Ray, dueling Luke, right? Like, it's just. <laughs> it's, it's just a just goofy, so fun mess. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. I actually really liked the Vader dueling Vader, Vader scene on Hoth. That was actually. That was funny. Cool. I thought that was well done. That was good too. (laughs) All right, then let's get into Clone Wars season seven, the final four episodes. These, in my opinion, I don't know if you guys think differently or whatnot, is the single most important arc of really anything Star Wars related because it finishes up the Clone Wars story and jumps into the time of the Empire and does it seamlessly. They do such a good job mm-hmm. with telling this story, which I thought was really like watching it again. Obviously watched it when it first released in February, but watching it again this week was oh man, like the storytelling is so good and now that we're a little bit maybe I hope better at kind of picking apart these episodes that we're watching, watching it and looking for those little things was so important. Seeing the the tiny little speck of information that they tossed in there that maybe the normal Star Wars fan wouldn't catch or anything like that. Like I I love these four episodes and it was so good. And it all starts basically with their openings for each episode, right? You get the green, like Lucasfilm intro and then the red Sith opening for Clone Wars, the music was amazing. Yeah, these episodes were fantastic, for sure. Like, they just did such a good job with everything. I, yeah. I don't I don't have a single complaint that I can think of. And, and maybe we find one as we're going on, but like, it was just perfect storytelling from Dave Filoni. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic, too. Like, I... Like, I'm thinking too, like if I had one thing where I was like, yeah, I don't really like that. And you know what? I don't really think I do. I like they even, they even fix a lot of things for me that like in previous yes. uh, Star Wars stories that are canon, I was kind of like, eh. You, you know what? Them. So you know, it was, it was awesome. There's one thing right off the hop that I, I, I like when we talked about those four episodes with the sisters, the Martez sisters and mm-hmm. how people didn't like them. It was, they felt like it was kind of filler. I, I was, and I still stand by it. I think those episodes were important and needed because it showed the galaxy's view of what the Jedi are now. Yes. Here towards the end, right? Towards order 66. And Ahsoka even comments on that later on. We'll talk a little bit about that. But she comments on it, and it it makes it 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 makes those episodes more important. I think, yeah, yeah, they're kind of goofy. These Martez sisters are looking to be smugglers, and Ahsoka's kind of along for the ride. 
but it's important because of their view of what Ahsoka is as a Jedi, or was as a Jedi, and what their view of the Republic is, and how they're completely under the spell of Sidious. Yeah. Which yeah, was... I think, yeah, it's good. Yeah, because those episodes really kind of set the stage for Ahsoka in these episodes, right? Yeah. Like, she's not a, a Jedi anymore, right? And, and she's she kind of accepted it. Right? And she can kind of see, like, some of the things and some of her interactions with some of the Jedi are just kind of like, yeah, she kind of stays distant, you know, much more distant yeah. than than any other Jedi probably would have. Or what she was before when she was a Padawan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The episode opens up. The 212th Division is battling Separatists on Yerbana with the droids, overwhelming them. Um, this is, of course, Obi-Wan's, um, I guess, clone battalion, along mm-hmm. with Cody at, at the lead of it. And um, he, he lands, Obi-Wan lands out of nowhere, deflects a missile which is kind of turning the tide of the battle. And then Obi-Wan wonders where Anakin is. Um, and then Anakin shows up out of nowhere and has like the funniest kind of intro into what is happening here on this, in this battle. Mm-hmm. Even so much as what are you guys doing down there? He comments and then casually turns his head to the side to, to miss a, a blaster bolt heading his way. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of yeah. funny. Also but shows his power. And his arrogance. Right? Yes, big time. Like he's really started to become full of himself. Like it's like we've known this is kind of coming. Yeah. But like this is like the first time where we like he's almost mocking Obi-Wan's inability to lead his army, right? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And I mean, I I think like his attitude is justified though. Like he is the best, right? Like he is the he's got the most raw talent i suppose you say he just needs more refinement yeah um and i think he knows that too like you know he talks about like he'd be able to you know take on yoda and i can't remember when that he mentioned something like that maybe it's obi-wan i think they talk about the fact that like lightsaber dueling or whatever Mm -hmm. and then yeah anakin is very much in in the I, i could I could probably beat Yoda. Yeah, I can take on anybody. I can yeah. take on Mace. I can take on Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin has a plan in order to defeat the the Separatists. Uh, their tactical droid is hiding because without the tactical droid, the rest fall very easily. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, so he marches out into the middle of this crossfire. <laughs> Pardon me. No blaster bolt hitting him, and he just as the droids are getting ready to shoot their full take onto Anakin, he just, he's like, Oh, hold, hold your fire, hold your fire. And then uh, I, I've just come to surrender. So this mm-hmm. is his angle. He's going to surrender. And then we see R2's little monocle or whatever you want to call it. Little headpiece pop up mm-hmm. from the side of the bridge that they're on. And underneath it's just crawling with clones, <laughs> which yeah. was kind of funny. And then uh, Anakin waits and waits and waits until the tactical droid shows itself and force pulls it. Um, then we get a, a bit of a throwback, I guess, to the Return of the Jedi when R2 shot out 
Luke's lightsaber or Anakin's mm-hmm. lightsaber does the same thing and Anakin chops the tactical droid in half killing it and then the uh, 501st comes out of nowhere to attack the clones and then even they're, like Obi-Wan and Cody are kind of sitting there and Cody looks at Obi-Wan and and then Obi-Wan goes yeah Cody you, you guys can go join in on the fun <laughs> Yeah, which I just thought was fun. It was just it was goofy. It was fun, but it's Anakin totally the way he would operate. Mm-hmm. No, he just comes in and assumes command. You know, basically, not really his place. Like he's just like, well, I can do it, right? I might well, as well. He, he even mentions right, like, well, we can either win this now and save these people from heartbreak, mm-hmm. or we can do it your way, and the people can get heartbreak. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's he's even kind of confronting his former master a little bit right to his face, which is interesting. Bit. And yeah. Kenobi, Kenobi's a little more snippy here a, a bit, eh? I guess so. Just a little bit, not yeah. nothing crazy, but just enough to know that, like, even even in the oncoming conversations with uh, Ahsoka, like they have, there's some very interesting dialogue between. Anakin, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka. Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't think it's at all like Anakin. Like I think, yeah, Obi Wan feels like he still got his duty, right? Obi Wan's always the big dude. time. I was talking to one of my buddies about it too, and and I don't know if you play D anD D or or played a lot of fantasy games, but Obi Wan's the paladin, right? He's like yeah. that lawful good character that you know so by never the book. deviates from his you know, his mission or his quest and everything else is secondary to it. Even, you know, obviously all his personal connections. Well, and what's interesting is we get further and further into this. He understands and, and, and recognizes that the Jedi order is in some trouble, mm-hmm. but, but he still has to remain faithful to it big time. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Um, they get a message from Admiral, Admiral Ularen about a message from Fulcrum. A name we've heard before. Yeah. Um, well, no, and, we haven't. Technically, oh, in the I guess, timeline. I guess, yeah, in the, the timeline, time Ahsoka uses it, I think, right? But they actually think, Obi-Wan thinks it's Saw Gerrera. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. So Kenobi Skywalker, they arrive on the capital ship wondering what is so important about this message. And Anakin immediately stumbles upon his words as he sees it's Ahsoka with Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Um, these two have an important mission, which they need help from the Republic for. They've uh, cornered Maul on Mandalore. Yeah. And they, they need backup to be able to capture him. Mm-hmm. So Bo and Ahsoka arrive on the capital ship and they discuss an opportunity to capture Maul, which would hand the Mandalorian uh, or the Mandalore throne to Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi-Wan says he has to consult with the council which is totally an Obi-Wan thing, uh, but Bo-Katan doesn't like this because they need to act now. She even says Maul murdered their leader, her sister, Satine, and says she thought she meant something to Kenobi kind of in a bitchy way. Yeah. And he, like it, it, you could see that hurt Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like that takes a shot at him and he doesn't like it. And he says that he still, she still does mean everything to him, but he cannot let his emotions cloud his judgment. Very, very Jedi-like of him. Yeah. Yeah, I like this conversation too. Like like as soon as, you know, Anakin sees Ahsoka, like we really figure out like Anakin's biggest problem and why he falls to the dark side is that he cares. Yeah. Right? Well, and it's, it's his connections. Like first, 
Yeah, so like the first three questions, he or the first three things he says to Ahsoka are, how are you, where are you, and are you safe? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, those are all questions of like, caring, right? Yeah. Big time. And, yeah, and, and, and he has like poor impulse control in that too, you know? We should, and we should, we should mention that it's not so much his caring that falls him to the dark side, it's, it's Palpatine's manipulation of him caring so much. Yes. That you know, like he cares him. about his mother, and that's what exactly. causes him to attack the sand people. <laughs> you know, he cares about Padme. That's why he's so afraid to like lose her when Obi-Wan shows up with her. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's it's yeah. all it's all something positive that has been turned to a negative. Mm-hmm. And, all and attachments, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that the attachments aren't necessarily the problem. It's his ability to let go. And they've mentioned that multiple times throughout the movies, throughout, throughout even the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, Anakin, you just have to let go. Yeah. You, can't, you can't hold on to this the way that you do. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, Luminari mentions that to him. Um, Yoda has mentioned it to him. All of his masters that he's ever kind of apprenticed under if like unofficially have mentioned that to him like his, the fact that he cannot let go of his attachments mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's great i think it's um i think they do such a good job of showing like how anakin is right on the precipice or the cusp of of his downfall now in this in these episodes very, very close. Very cool. Um, yeah, they do such a good job. Obi-Wan leaves to consult the council, and um, she turns to Ahsoka and says she told her this was a big waste of time. Anakin mentions that this turned out well, <laughs> and then tells her he has something for her. They walk yep. down a corridor of the ship. Soldiers are saluting her. Welcome back, Commander. All this kind of stuff. And Ahsoka, as someone who is no longer part of the Jedi Order or the um, Grand Army of the Republic, says she doesn't think that they should salute or call her commander. Anakin says they do it, though, because they respect her. Mm-hmm. Blast door opens. There's the 501st standing at attention for her with their helmets painted Ahsoka style, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Kind of nice. Cody, yeah. or not Cody, um, Rex even goes as far as telling her as uh, it's kind of crude, but... Uh, we figured it did the job. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, play too because in, later on their opponents have their oh. the head villains thing painted pretty much, or they it's modeled in their style, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is kind of neat as well. Um, Ahsoka basically just tells Rex that she doesn't have to call her, or he doesn't have to call her commander anymore, and he comments, "Okay, commander." Yeah. <laughs> and I like that because it's like it's. That's Rex's way of saying I love you, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Anakin then says he has one more present for her. Rex passes him a box. And we can all assume what's inside of it, but then sirens start going off, alarms start flashing. Obi-Wan comes running to tell them they're jumping to hyperspace as Coruscant is under attack from General Grievous. Now, this is important. Because this is the attack on Coruscant that leads to Palpatine being, quote-unquote, captured. Yeah. captured, 
This is the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, so it's all tying in together with the Clone Wars final episodes, which is just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and then Ahsoka says, oh, so that's it then. You guys are just abandoning the people of Mandalore. Obi-Wan then counters with, well, Coruscant needs them. Ahsoka says the Chancellor needs them. He says that's not fair. And then Ahsoka hits him back with, she isn't trying to be fair. And the the whole time this is going on, this interaction between Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, really, really interesting stuff because A, Anakin's in the middle of it, right? Yeah. Like he's sitting there going, oh. Uh, he kind of uh, has to pick a side. Right. And yeah. and but Ahsoka's bringing everything that she needs to. She's completely right in this, in yeah. my opinion, right? Like she mentions the fact, and, and this is what I was saying before, she like this is the reason why the Republic has lost faith in the Jedi. And she had two until recently, referring to the Martez sisters storyline, the beginning of Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, of season seven, right? And mm -hmm. so, like, she understands that the people have lost faith in the Jedi, not because the Jedi are doing the wrong thing, but because the Jedi are choosing to ignore the people in order to be the political, what's the word, fodder for the Supreme Chancellor. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're they kind of in dereliction of their duty uh, to it's, the people instead of performing their duty for the Republic. Yeah, and yeah, they, I guess you could say, like, from whatever view you want to take, like, they have been conscripted into becoming generals, so their duty is to the Republic before people, I suppose. And Mandalore, on top of that, is an independent system, not part of the Republic, right? Yeah, so and, and Obi-Wan's correct is, on that. It's not to them. But here's the problem that Ahsoka is throwing out there, is the fact that the Jedi, they're not owned by the Republic. Mm-hmm. It, the Jedi are their own thing within, I guess, the conscripts of the Republic. Yeah, They've chosen to play this part without any hesitation. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem. That There is the big problem with this whole thing is the Jedi wanted to play general instead of peacekeeper. Mm -hmm. And she mentions that too as, as well, like saying like we... We're supposed to be peacekeepers. We're not supposed to be soldiers. Mm -hmm. And that's all that Ahsoka's ever known. Yeah, and then on top of that, Maul is like a great threat to the galaxy as well, right? It's and huge. Like an enemy of the Jedi. So, like, it's kind of like the Jedi's duty to go and take him out as well. So much so that Anakin splices the 501st, giving Rex command of his little section of the 501st with Ahsoka being kind of a like top advisor or something. Yeah. 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 Which Obi-Wan kind of goes, okay, fine. We'll yeah. do that. And that so a good compromise. Was a good it thing. was. Mm -hmm. And it was Anakin. Yep. It was all Anakin. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I, have, I, like, to me is like, after that is like the saddest scene in all of the clone wars. Well, Ahsoka seeing Anakin for the last time. Exactly. He gives I don't know why that one was like the saddest scene for me because we know like at that point they are never going to see each other again until he's Darth Vader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Big time. Right. Until Rebels. Mm -hmm. um, Anakin gives her her lightsabers back and he's, I guess, fixed them up a little bit. They're both blue lightsabers now instead of one green and one yellow. Mm -hmm. um, interesting on that, which we'll cover a little bit later on as well. 
Um, they wish each other luck and say goodbye for the last time. And then Rex, his division makes their run at Mandalore. They come under attack by Maldalorians, which I just love. I can't yep. believe I haven't seen or heard before until you said it this morning. And I was like, ah, oh, you thought of it too. <laughs> uh, the Mandos take to the skies to engage Rex and Ahsoka. Basically they have their fun and they bet on who's going to make it to the ground first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Ahsoka just being awesome, jumping yeah. from ship to ship, disarming mall soldiers and making a dramatic drop to the platform, which like actually gave me like some shivers. I was like, yeah, it was oh, man, that's cool. She drops down, she starts deflecting blaster fire, and then the, the rest of the Mandos kind of come up and they overtake the platform where they are, which was, oh, it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo-Katan and her soldiers basically kind of take back parts of the city piece by piece. They leave for the throne room to deal with oh, Almec, who is... I like, can I make a comment? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like like when Ahsoka does her like sick-ass movie landing thing there and beats everybody to the platform. And then you see Rex kind of catch up after their little bet. Yeah, Rex yeah. is huffing and puffing and Ahsoka's not, after nope. all that she did too. Yeah, and and then one of the things I noticed too was when they're in that that fight with the the Maldalorians and the Mandalorians and Ahsoka, is that actually they really lean into the vulnerability of the rising Phoenix jetpacks. Yeah, they do. eh? Pay attention, but like that's all the Mandalorians attack on one another too. Yeah, go after the jetpack because it causes it to fly off in a weird direction, and then that's that's it. So like they really fixed that jetpack issue from. Return of the Jedi, basically, right? Uh, yeah, no kidding. Like, That's I, I true. I kind of like that they really laid into that because it, it really kind of shows. Okay, this is a known thing, and like, if you if you start, I guess if you were brand new to the Star Wars universes and you started at the beginning of the timeline, then once you get to Return of the Jedi, you'd be like, yeah, of course, Boba Fett's going to fly into the Sarlacc. Yeah, you'd, you'd never question it at all. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um. Bo leaves for the throne room to deal with Almec. Ahsoka meets with Captain Vaughn. Vaughn tells him that Gar Saxon, who is basically the Mandalorian leader of the Maul's soldiers, yeah. uh, went down a tunnel system, and Ahsoka goes in search of him and Maul, essentially. Bo enters the throne room, defeats the forces inside. Almec says that uh, they actually brought the wrong Jedi. And mm-hmm. Bo tries to contact Ahsoka to let her know that they're walking into a trap. Maul's forces in this underground tunnel system overwhelm Ahsoka and the clones, leaving her all by herself. Maul shows up, um, and Vaughn kind of dies in Ahsoka's hand. Yeah. Uh, she is and, surrounded... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and like, Maul is just, he's able to sense that there's going to be a great shift in the balance of power yeah. in Galaxy 2, eh? Like, he talks about it a lot. And I thought that's really neat, how he's still kind of, like, privy Playing to some of, some of the plan <laughs> that the Emperor had, like, back when he was still well, his apprentice. And he mentions, he mentions the fact that he wasn't privy to all of the Emperor's yeah. plans, he, right? You can see it, like, all coming together now, finally, yeah. 
with a yeah. little bit of his insight. And he's just like, oh my God, this is freaking genius. I can't believe it. He's actually <laughs> going to do it. You know, I thought that was really neat. And he's like, oh shit, he's going to do it. I need to find a place in this new world too, right? Yeah. And I think that's a really kind of interesting uh, spin because that kind of like is is like Maul's motivations for the rest of the three episodes left, you know, is how do I find my place in this new world run by Sidious? Well, and what's interesting about that too is the fact that he's not necessarily looking to consolidate his power against the Jedi. He's actually looking to them for help because... Because he knows. Well, he knows, and he knows that Sidious is going to be the worst ruler that they could possibly have. Mm -hmm. And so he was trying to lure Anakin and Obi-Wan to Mandalore, but instead got Ahsoka... And it when at first he's sitting there going, well, how am I going to deal with this? Because let's be realistic, he's never going to get Obi-Wan on his side in order to kill Anakin. Oh yeah, like, for sure. That would never be a thing. But Ahsoka is kind of in the same place that Maul is, abandoned by the Jedi. Yeah, she, it was her choice to leave them, but it wasn't much of a choice. Yeah, her masters abandoned her. Yeah, the Anakin was the only one that stood by her side. And so even her, with what has happened to her, wouldn't abandon Anakin. Oh, never. To loot or to, to Maul. And he, she even says that as much. Yeah, like you still hear her talk about him, like how high esteem she holds him in still. Big right? time, right? Um, and it's it's just very interesting that he wanted Kenobi there because now it's no longer about his hatred for Kenobi, his his desire for Kenobi to be dead. At this point, it's mm -hmm. about trying to salvage what's left of the galaxy. Or we'll sabotage the Emperor's plans too, right? Yeah. Like, I guess we find that out a little bit later in the next episode yeah. or something, but yeah. Um, Heading into the second episode of this arc... Again, another tremendous opening. I, I love the red Clone Wars logo. I think it the, that that music playing over top of it as it's sitting there, it just you're just sitting there going, "Oh man, so ominous." Yeah, something something's yeah. hitting soon. <laughs> um, Maul talks with Ahsoka and hints at Order sixty six, even going so far as to suggesting that the Jedi and the Republic will soon be out of control of the galaxy. She asks him, and you're going to be the person to take over. And he's like, no, actually I'm not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then he drops Sidious on her, um, which is the first time, I guess, Ahsoka's heard of Sidious. Yeah, probably. Um, that was like a grand council kind of thing. Yeah. Which, chest. which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about. Clone track uh, the clones track Ahsoka and they attack the Maldos, which is just fun. Mm -hmm. um, Ahsoka and Maul begin to fight, but he says it's not time for this just yet. And him and uh, I guess a faction of his Maldalorians they run off and escape. Uh, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan contact Obi Wan to tell him of their progress. They ask about Sidious, and Kenobi gives them as much as I guess he knows. From the mm -hmm. council, because I don't think Obi Wan would hide anything from Ahsoka. I I don't believe that. Uh, I think he would. You think so? Oh yeah. 100%. I think. He, I think. He I think from Anakin. From Anakin, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree with you. 
I don't know if he would hide it from Ahsoka in this instance. Well, she's no longer a Jedi. She's a. I know that. Windu but... soon calls her a citizen. Yeah, but but Windu is a Windu's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> right, like Obi Wan still respects her and still holds her in high esteem as well, and knows that the mission she's on requires her to know certain things. Mm-hmm. So I I I just don't think he would hide that from her. Um. He tells him about Sidious and how um, he's basically the Sith Lord who orchestrated the Clone Wars, playing both sides. He first heard of Sidious through Count Dooku, referencing Episode 2, but then goes into any info that they could have gotten from him is lost because he's dead. So now we're, we're into the timeline within Revenge of the Sith where Dooku is dead, Anakin killed him. Mm-hmm. And Anakin is being sent on a mission. Yep. The spy on the Chancellor. Yep. And also, this is the point where Obi-Wan is being sent to Utapau to track down Grievous. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're about, what, halfway through the movie here? Uh, I would have said like a third. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. Maybe um, the end of the first act. Obi-Wan tells Ahsoka of Anakin's assignment to spy on the Chancellor. She reacts the same way Anakin does. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, kind of like reprehensible. I can't believe that you guys would ask him to do that. The Chancellor's been a friend and mentor to Anakin and that he can't be happy about this. Obi-Wan says, no, he's not. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see Ahsoka's take on this because she is at this point still fooled by the Chancellor. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas the Jedi Council are holding him um, as basically, yeah, a, basically a suspect in mm-hmm. their their single-minded, focused desire to find that Sith Lord. Yeah. And I think what Ahsoka tells them from Maul is kind of like kind of s- solidifies it. Wait, that they're, they're, they're skeptical of Palpatine because you yeah. know, he has held his position for an unnaturally long time. And, you know, there's a lot of strange things that go on around him, you know, and they just never really clued in. And now I think they're kind of finally starting to piece it together at this point. Slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she does not believe that she is the best person to speak to Anakin about with this situation. But it's also interesting that Obi-Wan is talking to her about this. He says that the council isn't always right, which is why he, Obi-Wan, is asking for her help in this. So Obi-Wan sees the error in the council's decision to force Anakin to do this. Mm -hmm. And even says during the movie, Revenge of the Sith, that that he is on Anakin's side. Like he, he does not think this is a good idea. Rex bursts in to say that there's been an attack. Kenobi tells her that she gotta go. And then she asks Obi-Wan to tell Anakin. And before she can even continue, Obi-Wan just says, I will. And then yep. she runs off. Um, Clone Trooper Sterling tells Ahsoka that Maul took Jesse, that he is an older clone, and that he took him alive. Which is all very interesting stuff. Because now it's Maul kind of piecing some things together from Sidious's plan, right? Yeah. And he's trying to find out who Ahsoka is. Yeah. And Jesse is also like one of the ARC troopers from the 501st Anakin's yep. battalion. So yep. like he's known Anakin for a long time and has become has a lot of insight on him, I guess. But also Ahsoka as well too, right? That's the thing. Mhm. Um 
Almec tells Ahsoka and Bo about Maul's plans and how he's not actually trying to leave Mandalore. He's trying to solidify his stake in it because he's going to have to do that. Uh, and then is shot twice by Saxon. Bo and the Mandos chase after uh, Gar Saxon. Mm-hmm. And he gets away. And then just before Almec dies, he tells Ahsoka how Maul received a vision about Skywalker. Mm-hmm. About somebody named Skywalker. He doesn't know who it is. And he dies. Um, yeah. Saxon returns to Maul, who is telling his crime syndicate to go into hiding. Yeah, which is to see some... That's big some time. Heads. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. We get to see the it's guy cool. from uh, Solo. We... Yes, the um I forget his name though. The scarface um, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Vision. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Can't remember. Knows, what's his name? Paul Bettany. Yeah. They can't remember his Star Wars name though. Oh, that's gonna bug me. Gotta find that out. Gotta find that out. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I like to like um you know, when when uh, Almac is telling Ahsoka, it kind of goes to show like like Maul's niche in the Force seems to be prescience or visions. Yeah, you know, because he seemed like and throughout this episode too, like Maul just had, talks a lot about his visions, right? And there aren't a lot of like Force users that talk about their visions as much as Maul. So I kind of no. think that maybe this is like Maul's niche, right? Like everybody's got their niche. Like Ezra, he can speak to animals. Yeah. Communicate with animals. I don't know what Anakin's would be. Maybe combat. Anakin's, maybe vision. Just maybe he's just the best, right? His his. I wouldn't say his visions are his are his crocs. No, I would say more true, his. No. Yeah, but his yeah, but true to a certain point of view, mm-hmm. right? Um. Dryden Voss, by the way, is the name. Dryden Voss. All right. Um, but well, yeah, that's like, who you're talking about. I was trying to figure out, like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Sorry, um, I should have chimed in earlier. Laser knife oh, guy. Laser knife, like, like vibro vibro knives or whatever they were. So cool. So cool. He was a good villain. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but but yeah, I get what you're saying with Maul's visions, right? Or is his apparent able ability to look into the future of what is going on within mm-hmm. himself. Um, or where was I there? Uh, um, basically they're at the syndicate leaders and Maul yeah, yeah. go into hiding. There's like uh, a, Maul, there a black sun guy and there was Dryden Voss. And then is there another Maul, guy there too. This is, well, this is where we find out that Maul escaped from Sidious and Dooku because of the Maldalorians. They helped him break out. So that's huge because we've been like us personally, you, I, and heels. We've been, or you heels and I, wondering terrible English. Um, we're, we've been wondering how does he escape from Sidious? Well, we overlooked that. (laughs) That's why. Where was he stored? Was he stored on Mandalore? And these Maldalorians are the ones that came in freedom. Um, so Maul knows what is coming and tells his Mandos that they will not be in hiding, that they're going to fight and if be die in battle, which of course the Mandalorians are like, yeah, yeah, 
Bo-Katan and Rex and Ahsoka talk about the occupation of Mandalore and how this can't be a thing for long term. They enter the throne room and there's Maul sitting there. Bo attacks. Maul easily defends. Like, not even. It's not even a thing. Mm -hmm. Her attacking him, which is goes to show how powerful Maul is. Um, but he also says he's not here to fight. He also releases Jesse and they all leave but Ahsoka, who stands and talks with Maul. And then basically the most important informative conversation in Star Wars history happens. Like, yeah. very close. Basically, Maul telling Ahsoka how this balance of power and how it's tilted to Sidious, the Jedi aren't going to be able to stop him and their time is done. Ahsoka counters with, well, the Jedi could stop him. Can I pause you? Yeah. Um, because there was something mentioned before that, that I thought was really interesting too. Uh, for the Mandalorian. And that's when you see all the clones policing and patrolling Mandalore. Yeah. Right? And that and Bo Bo Katan's supposed to be the one who's taken back the city, but it's the clones that are doing all the work, right? And I think this is one of the things that causes Bo Katan to lose a lot of clout mm. among the Mandalorians, right? That's a even good she's, she's running this insurrection or this rebellion basically takes over, but it wasn't her that did it. Right, it was the uh, it was the Republic forces yeah, that true. really were the heroes of this. I wonder if we're going to see more of that come up season three mm -hmm. of Mando. Yeah, probably. You would have to think, right? Like to me, season three of Mandalorian. We're going to go into a little into the weeds here, but the season three of Mando has got to be more about Mandalore than anything else. I think so. I don't see where else it could go because that's what they've kind of been setting up with this dark saber and the heiress and yeah. you know and reuniting Mandalorians. Like that was part of his first mission, right? With the child. Yeah. You know, go and seek right. out other Mandalorians, right? So he's still only done half of his quest, really. But and that's now where he's just kind of somehow fallen like Kramer-esque ass backwards into you <laughs> know, the role of king or leader. Yeah. By by, you know, well, because he's the one that found Bo-Katan, right? He's found Boba Fett. He's disarmed Gideon and taken the lightsaber, the dark saber. You know, like, he's really, the I think, the Mandalorian. Should, should be the king of the Mandalorians. I think that's the whole premise for season three. I hope so. Because Baby Yoda isn't, uh, isn't around anymore to boost no. the ratings. So they have to and I kind of, he should be gone until like, the last episode of season three. But even then, I don't need to see him. No, I don't need to see him again. I either. think the plot device that is Baby Yoda has moved on, right? Like Gideon got what he needed, right? So they have what they need to do whatever their progress was. So the need for Baby Yoda isn't there anymore, right? No. Right. Where he's supposed the only, to be. The only thing that keeps Baby Yoda in anybody's vision or field of view is the fact that right at the end he says, "I will see you again. I promise." Yeah, he just means so much to men, to Jinjarin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only, that is the only reason why we would see Baby Yoda in season three. And I don't think that's a good enough reason. Yeah. Unless really it's the don't. last episode, he's the king and now he can do what he wants and he's going to go back and visit Baby Yoda. And that it's the future. The yeah. That would be like one of the only things that I could see. He just, he heads to Luke's temple. Yeah. Because cause the Jedi are going to be completely removed from the Mandalorian wars yeah like, there's no reason for them to join nope there's yeah. still only one jedi Ugh. pardon me there's still only one jedi 
Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, well, Leia. Leia. I guess Leia's. I don't. Eh. Eh. Stopped. She's not a Jedi. No, she's not. I don't, I don't like. Yeah, she got trained, and who knows how far that training went. But at the same time, in books uh, and things like that, according to the greatest Star Wars film ever made, Rise of Skywalker, um, <laughs> she completed her training, according to Luke. Right? Yeah. He mentions it during that one weird sequence where they do the weird mapped faces onto them. Mm-hmm. We'll 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 probably stop talking about the sequel trilogy when we see the Ahsoka show. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're retconning the shit out of it. No. The like holiday Wars, specials any indication? retcon. They just try to figure out ways to make Ooh, it in, Incorrect. They for sure retcon. Absolutely. Like retcon things from the movies? Yeah. They've the, in Mandalorian. They've retconned a bunch of stuff. Remember, a so or uh, uh, Boba Fett was dead. They retconned that, brought him. Ah, back. but they never said he was dead. You just saw him fall into a It's heavily implied. But yeah. that's the thing about Star Wars. It, that's also, anything te- television, unless you see the person physically die, and someone reaches over and be like, "He did. He ain't dead." <laughs> They don't want to bring them back. That's, that's the most rule. things. That's most things. But they've re- they retconned. Uh, if, if if Game of Thrones hasn't taught us that by now, <laughs> ret they retconned Greedo shooting first. They retconned a they ton. All back. They brought Maul back. Like they've they've done a ton of yeah. retconning in Star Wars. I'll trust in Filoni and Favreau. They've done a great job. So I far, do too. So. And so I I honestly, Reigns, I'm sure they'll do a good job going forward. I like. Yeah. 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 We'll get into that after. <laughs> Back from um, the weeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ahsoka, basically, she says that the Jedi can stop Sidious with Maul's help. And he says, to what end? Like, what? why? Why? What's the point? Um, the Republic has already fallen. She can't see it yet. And Sidious uh, can be stopped, but by her and by Maul. And then he extends her hand. The battle for Mandalore continues outside. They kind of flip back and forth between the battle out there and this this insane conversation inside the throne room. Um, Ahsoka says, yes, she will help him, but he has to answer a question. And he, like, haphazardly says, all you have to do is ask. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was really interesting. Um... And then she just says, what do you want with Anakin Skywalker? And he flat out tells her, well, I want to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to take away the prize of Darth Sidious. And then yeah. he goes into how Anakin is being groomed to be the next apprentice to the Emperor. Or to Sidious. And Ahsoka just says, you're lying. And he continues um, that he created the whole Mandalorian Civil War in order to lure Kenobi and Skywalker to Mandalore so that he could kill him. Mm-hmm. And then she says, your vision is flawed. And then, I don't know, in my opinion, the most beautiful animated lightsaber battle takes place. Yep, I actually wrote that down too. I said, Ahsoka and Maul, one of the best fights in Star Wars? Yes. And it, like, like, it was yeah. awesome. And if you've seen any of the... They, they've shown kind of some of like not a special but they've shown how they created this fight it's all motion cap and it's ray park back mm-hmm. as maul and i i i hate myself for not remembering the name of the lady that took over the part of ahsoka but 
like not Ashley Eckstein. It's not Ashley Eckstein. It's like a, like a stunt double kind of thing. And right. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, you go ahead. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was an awesome fight. Like just yeah, the cinematics. I don't know. I just love lightsaber fights. You know, they're both acrobatic and athletic. They're both really wailing on each other. They're huffing and puffing. I thought it was sweet. And um, they, oh, you know, they did such a good job with it. It's such a good job. It goes throughout the whole city. You know, they eventually go. You know, whatever they they kind of. They go up into the rafters, basically, where Maul kind of tells the rest of the Mandalorians, ah, screw you, see you later, die like a Mando. And then he tries <laughs> yeah. to, basically tries to get away off the planet. And then Ahsoka catches him, and they have their little duel. And then, you know, Maul disarms her, and it looks like she's about to fall, and then she pulls a, pulls a fast one on him and flings him off, into, off the rafters and catches him. And I just loved his, um, his reaction. Let, let me die. I actually, I don't, like, let, let me die. Don't catch me. Don't, like I'm screwed if you catch me. Like the the emperor's the empire is just about to begin. You know the republic is just about to fall, and, and like he knows he's caught by the republic. Like he's just basically caught by Sidious. Well, and, it's not even so much that. Yeah, like he's caught by the republic. So he he senses what's going to be happening. He doesn't know exactly yet how. It's happening, but he knows it's it's there. It's it's just about to go. Um, before we continue, Lauren Mary Kim is the name of the person who did the stunt performance for Ahsoka. Okay. Apparently, she had a part in The Mandalorian, hmm. which is interesting. But uh, yeah, like so, you're you're 100 right. That whole fight on that catway was incredible. Her catching him, the the clones coming up in the dropship and wrapping him up, like he's. He's just pleading, kill me, kill me. I don't like this this can't end well. Yeah. Like we're all dead if you don't like if you don't let me go. And it's turned Maul almost sympathetic. A little bit. Right? Like he's almost become an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. In a sense. Yeah. And I liked one of the comments too in the fight where like Ahsoka and Maul are dueling. And Ahsoka just casually mentions that if you're you're lucky Anakin didn't show up, because yeah. he would have mopped the floor with you with the way you're fighting, basically, right? Yeah. It probably well, was and, true. Probably would have been true. It, Anakin would have whooped him. I think at the same time, Maul isn't isn't going all out against Ahsoka. You think he's still trying to change her or turn her? I think so, because again, when they're on top of the scaffolding, he says, I'll give you one more chance to join with me to take down the emperor. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's like, Nope, never. I'll never yeah. join you. So is there, is there a bit of an onus on Ahsoka for maybe allowing what happens a little bit, right? She, and well, you definitely see that later on when she, she, she meets the council again. Yeah. She wholeheartedly believes that the Republic can win this. And yeah. so it's interesting to see that. Um, Again, incredible way for the Clone Wars, the the third episode. Third? Are we on the third or fourth? Yeah, we're going to start the third. Yeah, the third episode. Um, just a great opening again. I love these red logos. I, I'm not going to tell you enough about how awesome these are. Um, the Mandos and the clones clean up after the Civil War. Ahsoka arrives with Maul in tow. Bo-Katan actually can't believe that she captured him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and confides in Ahsoka that she's not the same type of leader that Satine was. And Ahsoka says that maybe they need a different kind of leader now. Mm-hmm. 
which is interesting. Rex tells Ahsoka that the council is waiting. She arrives to the hollow vid of the council, which is actually happening in Revenge of the Sith. Windu begins with, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. So it's that conversation in Revenge of the Sith that is taking place at this point. Yeah, this so, is like right before he gets the other masters to go confront Sidious, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. They're just about to do that, right? So when we were, like, uh, so many people, obviously, like, this show kind of came out after um, episode three. So a lot of people are, like, questioning, well, if Ahsoka was there, why wouldn't she be a part of that council meeting? Maybe because well, she's a Padawan. Maybe she was on hold. Oh, and she's know, a Padawan. Yeah. So she's on hold. She doesn't get to like be in the meeting and voice an opinion, but it's just once they're finished talking, then they like unmute her basically. <laughs> yeah. To me, the biggest right. thing is she's a Padawan. This is a council meeting, mm-hmm. right? Like the, she, why would yeah, she ever be a part of this? Yeah. Why would she ever be a part of this meeting anyway? Even if she was Anakin's Padawan at this time, like she's not going to be a, a part of it in oh, that Anakin's sense. Not part of it. I guess we forgot to mention Right at the beginning of the first episode, uh, we we got to see uh, Deepa Beliba and Kanan Jarrus. I completely forgot yes, about that. You're right, we did. Yeah, I completely forgot about that point. But uh, yeah, we got to see Kanan Jarrus as yeah, what's, Kanan. what was his original his name? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I that's don't know. gonna that's gonna bug me now. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this. This council meeting is happening. They're they're talking about the plot to destroy the Jedi. Word for word, the council meeting in episode three. Like that is that is actually taken from episode three to, to be brought in here. They yeah, kind of splice nice it together. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Mace and Yoda thank her for her duty to the Republic. Uh, she says it was her responsibility as a citizen to bring Maul in. Yoda comments, not as a Jedi. And interesting... Ahsoka says, no, not yet. Mm -hmm. So she's actually considering a return to the Order. Mm -hmm. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, and Mace is kind of an asshole to her, right? Oh, is he ever? Uh, Ahsoka asks to speak with Anakin. Mace tells her that he sent him to inform the Chancellor about Obi-Wan confronting Grievous on Utapau. Um, And then she says, oh, that that would mean that the war might come to an end. Windu says, depending on the chancellor and she asked what he means. And then small dick move by Mace. Yeah. And actually, like, citizen. If Mace been, yeah. If Mace hadn't have been a dick, I bet you Ahsoka would have told him about what Maul told her. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that too. Right? Because, because Mace and the Jedi council are kind of like assholes to her. She's like, well, maybe I'll just retain this little tidbit of juicy info that I've been told. Did you, did you notice Yoda's reaction though to Mace saying that? Yeah, he's kind of surprised. Like Yoda looks, at, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, yeah, what are you doing here?" Harsh. So, like, and then Yoda, even after Mace leaves the call, Yoda even says, "Um, hey, do you have anything else to add? Maybe a message to Skywalker?" And she says, "No, I don't yeah. have anything else to add." Yeah, because she would have definitely told them of like Maul's vision. For sure. Rex comments on her not telling them about what Maul said about Anakin. Mm -hmm. And then there you go. That's the end of that conversation. Mandos bring a well-detained Maul to transport off planet. Is that Sabine's mom? I I think it's insinuated. 
Really? Like, I, I thought about this and I, I rewound it a couple of times. And I I'm like, I noticed. I think as they're leading Maul off to the Republic dropship, mm-hmm. uh, Bo-Katan is walking. She has another female with her who looks suspiciously like Sabine's mom. Hmm. Who I think I'd have to watch the oh, sorry, Rebels. Sabine. Yeah, I, Sabine, I, I not heard, Satine. I heard no, Satine. not Satine. Yeah, Sabine. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, possibly. And like, I remember, I'm like, that kind of looks like Sabine's mom. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was kind of interesting, tying it, tying rebels into uh, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Bo's comments about force wielding maniacs. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> uh, Bo and Ahsoka say their goodbyes. Mandalore is finally free for now. Mm-hmm. On the dropship, Maul me- uh, meditates. Ahsoka kind of sits there and senses something. They land on the Republic cruiser, red clones. Yeah, that's so big time. It's just so ominous and like foreboding. It's just a movie that what's about to happen too, right? And it's constant because if you remember when Anakin um, makes his way towards the Senate building, right? Like he's, he's at first, he's in the council chambers meditating or whatever. There's that ominous like yeah, like that sound that just kind of hums along the whole time. That's what's happening here, mm-hmm. and I love it. It it plays perfect, telling us this is the timeline that you're in right now. Pay attention to this music. Yeah. Um. Rex uh, Rex asks what's on her mind, and she comments about how the Jedi were brought up to be peacekeepers of the uh and and not soldiers. Rex says that without the war, even the clone troopers have thought about this, without the war, they wouldn't exist, and that they're kind of torn on the war. And Mm -hmm. she says, well, the Republic couldn't ask for better soldiers, and she couldn't ask for a better friend. They have a nice little moment there. They salute each other. Another trooper comes to tell Rex that briefings are in, and he asks if she wants to come and look at them, and she's like, nah, it's probably just good news. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's probably good she didn't go with him. (laughs) Well... No, she would have seen Order 66. Yeah, but she right? would have just shot right away in the shock, probably. Maybe. Maybe. She doesn't um, get that moment to sense everybody. That's true. And so and that's what happens in that, right? Like this Ahsoka in the brig, actually, we see Maul sensing what is happening with his former master. On the bridge, Ahsoka senses Anakin's betrayal of the Jedi. Did you notice that? Like it's it's like, and I mentioned this before before have, we got started. Like, cut off, cut out of Mace Windu's voice. Like he's too powerful to be kept alive, or something yeah. like that. Right? And, and that is all stuff taken directly from again episode three, which I just love. I think that's so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Sidious tells his commanders at this point, execute Order sixty six. Ahsoka comes running in to tell him about Anakin. He drops his helmet. You can see that he's physically struggling. Mm-hmm. To not enact this order. Um, Ahsoka asks what's going on. He turns. His tears are, dr- are streaming down his face. He tells her to find fives. And then he fires. Missing her. And then the clones begin to fire. She knocks Rex down. Closes the blast doors to the bridge. And then as more clones move in. She actually escapes into the ventilation shaft. And this is awesome. 
because she actually deflects blaster fire at her up in order to make her escape. They show, show, like, how cool is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also noticed too, like the 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 bridge of this of the ship they're on looks more imperial. Yeah, a little bit, eh? It does. Like they they they've done a good job at kind of showing subtly, like the powers have changed. Or they're changing. I do, one thing that I kind of don't understand is why would they change? Uh, because I guess a rebranding is probably <laughs> the best way to leave the old way behind. I guess that's if, true. If, there, if there's no memory or, or, or things to make you remember the Republic, then you're going to be uh, quicker to dismiss them, I suppose. If you're constantly being reminded of them, then you're not going to forget them. That's true. That's true. I like that explanation. Um, Basically, Rex fought off Order 66 as long as he possibly could in order to allow Ahsoka a chance to escape. Mm -hmm. Which I think is incredible. Uh, Rex orders Maul's execution. Then the hunt for Ahsoka begins. Clearly, though, he's still struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maul's even even his troopers kind of notice. Are you okay, Rex? He's yeah. Like, yes. Let's just get to this. Um, Maul's sell the troopers approach and release the door to his Mandalorian holding device, but Ahsoka stops them before they can kill him. She asks if she asks him if this was his doing. He says no. And then he's he's still piecing everything everything together, right? And he's like, "Oh my goodness, this is it's." genius he turned the jedi's army against them yeah their own army he's turned against them so like maul had said earlier he wasn't privy to all of the plans of darth sidious and now he's coming he's he's piecing it all together and how the clones were basically pawns to be used against the jedi Mm -hmm. ahsoka mentions that this isn't a team up that she's using him as a diversion to escape and says, go create chaos. <laughs> I like that. I did too. Mm-hmm. Because heels, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I'll just claim it. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I just love how Ahsoka at this point, right? If she, if she was a Jedi, that would never have been the case. Mm-hmm. But this isn't, she's no Jedi. Ahsoka asks the droids for help. R7 brings up Five's history, including a sealed off Rex complaint about the inhibitor chip, basically saying that this is that they could be used for some purpose that they don't yet realize. Which I thought was really interesting stuff. And this is one of those scenes we've talked about before. All you need is just a small little scene to give us some important information. This is one of those ones. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's Rex has a there's a hankering of a thought that maybe just maybe there's some sort of devious plot and they don't know what it is. Yeah. And I wonder too, if it's like that hunch or whatever on his, uh, his part, like his soldier intuition gives him like that five seconds to not just straight up execute Ahsoka as soon as he sees her. Yep. Could be. Because he's kind of aware that there's something that might take over and control him, thanks to fives. And uh, he can, like, like once hit that, whatever, 
I guess the inhibitor chip takes control of him. He can, he's like, oh, this is what I was talking about, you know, and then he can resist it for a couple seconds before he just can't anymore. It's interesting to note that w- the, the closeness between Ahsoka and Rex, the fact that he had prior knowledge to what the inhibitor chip could be. Mm-hmm. And it, it was five, 10 seconds tops that he could hold out. Yeah. Like that's how powerful the inhibitor chips were. Mm-hmm. Um, Maul absolutely is cutting his way through troopers in his own little hallway scene. We've seen yeah. we've seen Darth Vader's hallway scene. We've seen Luke Skywalker's hallway scene. <laughs> now Maul gets his own great yeah, stuff. Maul's here. was awesome too. Yes, it like, was. Lightsaber, right? So he's just he's got just... to use his force powers, which was kind of almost cooler in a way than. Well, the fact that he uses paneling from the side of the ship to <laughs> slice the heads off of a couple of troopers. Yeah. Is just just awesome stuff. Yeah, and um, now how he pulls the other guy's arm through the shutting door so he can yeah. sever the arm and have the communicator. That was just awesome. that was good. Yes, it was. Yeah. It's it's a lot of great mall stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, the droids end up trapping Rex in the hallway, and Hollow of Ahsoka tells him that she knows what is happening with him. When the hollow ends, he asks where she is, and she's standing right behind him. He turns around and gets zapped by R7. They take him to the med bay in order to find his chip, which they have trouble finding once again. Same thing kind of happened to Fives. Ahsoka places her hands on his head, and then we get to hear for the first time since Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, the mantra. I am one with the Force. And the force is with me. She says it several times, actually invoking Rex to say it as well. R7 finds the chip, places them into surgery unit to get the chip out. The clones begin to bust through. Ahsoka defends as long as she can. And she's about to be overwhelmed by wave after wave of clones when Rex awakens and ends up shooting the clones off the men bay doors, sealing it, and... She kind of turns around and is like, oh, Rex, are you okay? Kind of weary. And he says, yeah, kid, which I thought was kind of cute. <laughs> um, then she, and then like, again, incredible information here. She then asks Rex how widespread this is. And he says it's every single one of the clones. The Grand Army of the Republic is to hunt down and kill the Jedi Knights. Yeah. Part three yeah, ends with the clones like- trying to get in. This is another one of our uh, our gray area discussions, too, that we had, I think, last week about, well, what is Order 66? Like, was it just the Jedi? Because, like, they also basically think they have to kill Ahsoka and Maul, right? Who are they, not and, Jedi. And they touch on that as well, mm-hmm. right? In the next episode. Maul, yeah. Maul is just a threat. So maybe a little bit of an amendment to Order 66 by Sidious. Ah, kill Maul. Yeah, he escaped. It would have been a nice touch for them to kind of, uh, when Sidious says execute Order sixty six, and we see his newly scarred face on the hollow thingy. Um, I think it would have been interesting for him to say, like to Rex, and kill Maul and Ahsoka too. Oh, is like as specific to what they're doing. Uh, In addition to, yeah, you would you would have to think that he knows that Maul is in custody, right? I guess so. I don't like know. He, he knows everything that's going on. So he's got to have some sort of link. Because this is what I was wondering. There are red uh, troopers on this ship. Mm-hmm. 
and red ones are actually standing um at Maul's cell, basically mm-hmm. staying there, right? Just they're like guards or whatever. Yeah, are troopers. like are they are they Sidious's personal guard? I don't know. I don't I know just, why they would be on that ship. I th- the only reason to me would be because of the fact that they have Maul in custody. Yeah, maybe. That's the only reason and why. And they think. went to Mandalore too, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's the only reason why I would think. I don't know if that's certain or not. I could look into that a little bit deeper, but... Um, when we start the last episode? Again, awesome, awesome intro. I just love it. Victory and death begins with the Republic cruiser, uh, cruiser still in jump space. And as the door is breached, Ahsoka sends it flying, incapacitating some of the clones. Rex and her stun the rest of the oncoming clones, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, Rex is a wizard with that stun gun. Big time, eh? Um, I love this next part where Rex tells her that Maul has escaped. She says she let him out. She's running off as she says this. He asks why, and she says, it's a diversion. And I love what he says here. Well, that's one word for it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's just good stuff that's just good writing uh maul continues through the hallways of the ship he gets to the central core decimates decimates the clones there and then in an incredible use of force power destroys the core of this ship yeah the hyperspace generator or whatever yeah just pulls it down yeah that's the, pretty cool. I love the vi- the the vision of the ship disengaging from jump space, and it's just a wreck mm-hmm. in space, right? Um, Ahsoka and Rex and the droids arrive at the bay hangar. Maul uses the clone wrist com to know what's going on. Finds out that they're at the bay hangar, and he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I got to get there. They're going to take off in a ship that I need." R yeah. seven. <laughs> Opens the main hangar. Ahsoka says they need to get out of there as they are trapped in the moon's gravitational pull. And then uh, R7 opens up the remaining hangar door, showing ships, but also platoons of clones who kind of anticipated their move. Yeah, with Jesse at the at the helm. Jesse at the helm. Yeah. Which when is I, so sad. Them, yeah, when they first showed it, I'm like, is that Jesse leading them? Yes, and then turn up there, they say it is Jesse. Yeah, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Rex, uh, Rex just has a meltdown, <laughs> asking what yeah. they're going to do. Uh, fight through them. Ahsoka says no, there are too many, and she doesn't want to hurt any of them. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is the Jedi way. Yeah. Right. Like Ahsoka at this point is what the Jedi should be. Yeah. Not what the Jedi currently are. Yeah. Rex Rex's combat come back to her too. He's like, well, they're all gonna kill you and they're all gonna die anyway when this thing crashes. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. And you and can that's... see it's that's killing him. Yeah. And then it's... Ahsoka's like, yeah, but you know what? I'm not gonna be the one to kill them, which I thought was really Yeah, like Again. you said, the Jedi way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka removes his helmet, tears are streaking down his face again. Men many probably won't understand why he's crying, but Rex has been out has been put into the very worst situations, right? He tried to kill his best friend in Ahsoka. 
He fought it off till he couldn't anymore, and now he has to fight his brothers that he served with four years, and it's all because of Sidious. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, Soka says that he and all the other soldiers are good soldiers, that they may be willing to die, but she's not going to be the one to kill them. She comes up with a plan and asks if the droids can help. So the droids, this is this is the perfect mesh of droids and meatbags, if you will. <laughs> right? Like, they're using these droids to help them get to what they want. Sadly, the droids all die. But it mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, yeah. The plan is to see if Ahsoka, not actually being a Jedi, could stall them from executing her. It does not work, but it kind of holds them off in time to give the droids a chance to release some ships and, and release these lifts that all the soldiers are standing on, dropping them down a level. Mm-hmm. Um, Maul arrives at the hangar bay and heads to the ship that Rex and Ahsoka are trying to escape to. Ahsoka attacks Maul, but, the, but he uses the force to push her down one of the drop lifts. One of the droids catches her with a cable. Clones on the bottom, they've kind of come to and start firing at Ahsoka. She's deflecting it with her lightsaber. Maul gets on the ship and begins to leave. Ahsoka gets back up top. And again, another incredible uh, use of the Force. She grabs the ship in mid-flight to hold it. Mm -hmm. And probably could have brought it down. If it wasn't for the clones arriving to continue with the execution of Order 66. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ahsoka has to let it go. Maul escapes, jumps into hyperspace. He's gone. That's the end of his story here for now. Um, Rex and Ahsoka fight off the clones as long as they possibly can. They get to a... I guess they get dropped down to the floor below where all the docked fighters and bombers are kind of sitting. They find... they. I guess these are, like, these are repaired ones, right? I guess so. Or something along that lines. I don't know. They do find one that's working. Um, Ahsoka fights off the clones that are just wave after wave after wave coming at them. Rex asks her to get them over to that to that bomber. She fire or she force flings them and continues to fight off the oncoming clones. But she's being overwhelmed at this point. Mm-hmm. There's just too many of them. Um, and then the ship. I guess is now in the gravitational pull of the moon, even more so that it is actually tilting the ship mm-hmm. and it's entering the atmosphere. It, I guess kind of flings the troopers all off to one side. Ahsoka is using her lightsabers to stay, I guess kind of level and then runs and jumps to try to get to the bomber. The bomber releases before she gets there, it plummets outside of the ship and Rex has to get control of it. Ahsoka's flying off in the sky somewhere. He's looking for, he sees her, opens up his second pod or whatever to the bomber. She just misses it. And then we get to see Ahsoka flying through the air, running on debris, which I thought was a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're she, lucky there was air on that moon. Seriously, right? <laughs> That is the galaxy we live in. Every planet has air. <laughs> um, she catches up to the bomber, gets in, and then they fly away. And then our next scene is super sad. Rex buries 
as many of his brothers as he can find, including Jesse. And Ahsoka looks on, then looks at her lightsabers given to her by Anakin, and drops the short one mm-hmm. onto the ground. Doesn't she drop both of them? I, I think she only drops the one. Really? From from what I like, I, I did look back at it. I only see one on the ground. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess Anakin only picks up the one. Yeah. yeah. The scene transitions to the future. Snow troopers are on the scene now. The, this is Imperial troopers now, mm-hmm. right? Like stormtroopers and all Hawk that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Probe droids. The Empire is searching through the destruction. Vader arrives, walks with, um, walks to the exact position Ahsoka was standing, finds her lightsaber. He ignites it, staring at it. Overhead, the Morai. Yep. And you can see Anakin's eyes through his red visor. He walks away from the sight shown through the visor of one of the uh, specialized 501st clone trooper Ahsoka helmets. Incredible end to an incredible series. Yeah, Anakin look and Vader looks kind of upset when he finds that lightsaber. Seriously, right? Like, yeah. and I guess that's um, it's it's assuming that she's dead in his eyes. Yeah, and also like half of the five hundred and first, right? His yeah, his, yeah, his legion or whatever. Is it, do you think Vader looks back on that and goes, "That was a failure on my part"? Uh. By spe- by sending I Legion with don't her. really know anymore. Like how much of Anakin is still left there? Yeah, exactly. Like the Emperor's been like poisoning him and corrupting him and basically convincing him that Anakin Skywalker's dead and now he's Darth Vader. Yeah. And and there's a lot of people torn on this because people are like, is is Vader's split personality of Anakin? Are there two people living inside this body? What is this? I and to me, so. I don't think so either. I think Anakin is Darth Vader. I think Darth Vader is Anakin. And I think there is a battle between the light and the dark side of the Force for Anakin's mm-hmm. soul, if you want to call it that. Yeah, or his emotions too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... Because, yeah, we always hear, like, all the people talking about Vader, like, they they feel the anger, and they feel the fear, right? Yeah. Like, well, what the hell does Vader have to be afraid of? There's only one thing he's afraid of in the galaxy, and it's the Emperor. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, like, the Emperor has really got into his head. He's kind of become a slave. Really? Well, he, he is. He's totally a slave to the Emperor. Again. Right? Which was probably why he's so angry. Well, and... and yeah, it's a big part of what makes Vader so powerful. Yeah, and to be like unhinged like that, like any normal person can go through severe trauma, and I guess just become somebody that you don't recognize anymore, right? Because it's... they can't deal with their loss, they can't deal with the feelings that come with it, and then on top of that, he's being manipulated continuously. Manipulated. He's lost everything he's ever cared about. The only thing that he still has is like the galaxy, basically, which he thinks of as partially his because yeah. he's been around so much to restore order to it. So that's kind of like I think the only like motivating factor for Vader now is like he's still gotta he's gotta maintain and run his empire. And what's interesting is he doesn't look at it as something that he's lording over in a sense. Like he yeah. is, 
but he's he's doing this for everybody. Yeah, he's the enforcer. Yeah, right? like the Anakin Lord. Dar- Darth Vader is very much, and this is what I love about his character, because when we're first introduced to Vader in A New Hope, he's he's just vicious. He's scary. Like mm-hmm. he's nobody, nobody considers him to be sympathetic. No. At that point, right? Not until not until episode three. Or I guess episode six, sorry. Yeah. Right? Like even so. even even during uh The Empire Strikes Back, I don't think anybody sits there and goes, Oh, I kind of feel sorry for this guy. No, not really. Not until you see him questioning his motives to Luke on Endor. Do you kind of go, well, maybe, maybe it's not a thing where Darth Vader is completely evil. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, he even tells Luke, he says, do not underestimate the Emperor. Yeah. Like, you could not give a better warning as to how much influence this guy has over Vader. Yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, the the character of Darth Vader, I don't know. He's one of my favorite of all time. Oh, he's the most comp- one of the most complex characters in all of storytelling, I think. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. He's really interesting. What a great show! And and that's 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 pretty much going to do it. Um, you guys got anything else that you kind of want to talk about from the Clone Wars? No, I guess we're going to see a little bit of a continuation with the Bad Batch soon. Yeah. So we'll see the That's fallout true. of the Clone Wars, I guess, coming we up. We will. And Ahsoka, the TV show. And, and well, the Ahsoka February. TV show, The I don't know when the Bad Batch is happening. I want to say February. I hope so. They got to pump out something soon. Yeah, they do. They really do. Um, the Ahsoka... That should be enough. Yeah, I don't know. Heels, the Ahsoka TV show is set during the Mando times. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it mean they can't have flashbacks, though. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. true. I that's think a lot true. of the show will be like, let's look back at this time. I actually don't. I think that's going to be more Kenobi. I agree. I I think the Ahsoka show is they they need to start making their Disney needs to start making their own Star Wars universe set in like post Return of the Jedi time, and I think the Ahsoka show is really going to start setting that off. Like my guess, like this is my guess. Or where they're going with Star Wars is that Grogu is going to become the new Yoda and they're going to just shift it forward after this slew of events and you know we're 500 years into the future and there's a new order that's been built and Grogu is like the head grand master of the new Jedi Council or something like that. And that's then not a bad gonna, idea. And then they're going to, it's going to be like George Lucas says, it's going to be like poetry it's going to be circular right and then something similar is going to happen and then you know, some new great evil force is going to arise in the galaxy. Whether it's Sith, who knows? Another faction. I I really like the Night Sisters, man. I really like the dark magic. I think that is I really cool and would be a wicked contrast to the Sith. And if if people are concerned about these Night Sisters being the power in the galaxy, ooh, women having power, ooh, it would be terrible. Ooh. Like. <laughs> If the, if they're that worried about it, Disney has already kind of put in place the fact that males can wield that Sith magic. Yeah. Right? We saw it with Palpatine yeah, in Clone Wars season six. We've also seen it in the Lost uh the um um the oh, what is that game called? La- Lost Jedi? Last oh, Jedi? Fallen Order? 
Fallen Order. That's what it is. We we see it in there as well. Mm-hmm. So there's lots lots of stuff that they can still talk about and have mm-hmm. fun with as far as that goes. So yeah, and who knows? Maybe they'll bring back the Sith later. A thousand years again, this transpire has passed, and you know. I have no problem with the Jedi and the Sith being the protagonists of the story. Yeah. Like, none at all. Just tell a different story. You don't have to tell the same one. And I think one of the interesting things about it, too, is like, like with the Sith and the Jedi, right? Like, I know when the High Republic, or when the, the Republic was in its height, everybody knew who the Jedi were, but nobody knew who the Sith were, right? Oh. And so that's why when, like, Mace goes to execute Palpatine, like, what's his story? Oh, I executed a Sith Lord. And all the public's going to be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. What the hell is that? You can't just kill somebody because they have a, a religion, right? And he's going to be like, oh, no, you don't understand. They're like evil Jedi. It's like, what? No, you can't well, do that. Like, you got to prove yeah. it. You can't just kill the grand leader of society, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, like, there's a really good ex- a reason why Anakin is like, no, you can't do it, man. Like, you can't do it. And then Mace is like, no, I have to. And then that, then he revoked turns against mace like Anakin was actually doing the right thing but what i love about that also is the fact that anakin questioned killing dooku (laughs) and uh but everybody do it do it everybody knew dooku was the leader of the separatist army though right yeah i know but he's still sith but he's also sith they killed him because he was the leader of the army for sure but he's still like he was the leader of the separatists as far as that, like, that's it, right? Like, and so the Separatist Army. Grievous was more the leader of the Separatist Army. I Dooku, Dooku was Palpatine. I suppose. Dooku was the figurehead, and, like, yeah. Grievous and was so, the general. Yeah, it's just, I thought it was funny that Anakin was like, I, do, I shouldn't kill him, I shouldn't kill him. Palpatine's like, do it! Chops his head off. And then, when... Mace is sitting there going, we can't, he's too powerful to be left alive. Like, this is the Sith Lord that we've been talking about for years. And he's done this, he's this, everything that's happened within the last 10 years, Anakin, is because of this guy. Then Anakin's like, he's got to go on trial. Anakin doesn't care that he goes on trial. Anakin needs him for Padme. That's the only reason why he wanted him alive. (laughs) If that wasn't the case, Anakin would have been like, go for it. (laughs) Mace, do what you need to do. I can't figure that one out either. I have to think about it a lot more. It's just kind of like the only reason why he wants him alive is because of Padme. That's well, it. He's also been like a father figure to him. When oh, he never for sure. A father figure. Yeah, so but Anakin was prepared to kill him. Right? When 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 uh, Palpatine reveals himself, his true self to Anakin, well, telling Anakin him that he's... He ran off to Mace to tell him. You're right. I don't understand why I he wouldn't have arrested him there and brought him to Mace. Uh, like that, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, eh? Like, ooh, couldn't like do it himself. I guess. <laughs> it's just silly. Yeah. Because, like, realistically, if Palpatine had been like, oh, I'm in trouble now, Anakin just leaves, Palpatine could have been like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. But it, whatever. Palpatine didn't fear anything. He didn't have anything to run from. So what does it make a difference? Mm-hmm. He's already <laughs> in Anakin's mind. Yeah. That sliver in there. It's just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. There you go. That's it. That's the end of this episode. And I guess that's the end of season one. Season seven. No, season one of us. 
Oh, season one of us. Yeah. Yeah. This is episode yeah. 30. So end of season one of us. We'll, I think we're going to take like a month break, right? Yeah. Come back and then uh, we'll, we'll kind of in that month, we'll figure out what season two is going to look like. We'll have that all planned out for you guys. So there'll be lots of stuff still to talk about. Plus all the new stuff that's coming out in the new year with the high Republic. You've got all these TV shows that are going to, there'll be more information, stuff like that down the line, which we can't wait to get into. We got rebels to dive into. We've got, Oh, books and comics and all sorts of stuff and more force lore that we're going to, we're going to have some fun with. Um, I've got the Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view book. I just got it in the mail. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be reading through that and having some fun with that. So there'll be some stuff that we can probably pick out of that here and there. And so much more for season two of uh, Pod Racers, Star Wars podcast. That's it for us for now. Heels, want to lead us out, buddy? Yeah, for the last time uh, this season. Everybody stay safe and watch whatever Star Wars you got left. And there's tons. Yeah. Peace out. He said. Peace.